You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi everyone, Sandman here. So I've decided to start yet another series of videos, in addition to the God Among MGTOW and Prostitution series that I started a couple of weeks ago. This new series is called Women Only and it's for things that are designated or set up only for females in society and not for men, or things that were once designated for both sexes but have now been taken away from males. And the first part of this series is called Women Only Parking. Since doing that video, I've been researching other women-only topics and thought women-only gyms, women-only passenger vehicles or trains, women-only restaurants, women-only beaches, and even cities would make great topics. Yes, it's kind of shocking to hear that in Saudi Arabia, they are building an entire city dedicated only for women. And in Africa, there are many towns that have only women living in them for various reasons. As far as I know, there are still no plans to make a country exclusively for women. I'll be the first one to let you know if that happens. I'm also looking for additional ideas and will find them on my own but if anyone else has some suggestions, I'd love to hear them. Anyways, this video is called Women Only Gyms, so it's time to start exploring this topic. I live in the city of Toronto, Canada, and this place is mostly a left-leaning political town. Most of the politicians are socialists, except for Rob and Doug Ford, which is why most of the other politicians on city council hate him. He leans more towards the right. Because this city is left-leaning, Many of the universities in it are also bastions for leftist thought. The University of Toronto, the largest of its kind in the entire country, has women-only hours at its gyms. And this is what the official website had to say about the issue. The program is aligned with university policies, guidelines, and statements on equity, diversity, and excellence. While women currently constitute over half of U of T's student body, they continue to be underrepresented in most forms of physical activity. Our usage statistics show that while female participation in particular faculty spaces is low during regular hours, it increases notably during times scheduled for women only. Women-only hours are therefore one of several strategies implemented by the faculty to optimize participation, reduce barriers to being active, and foster inclusivity across culture, religion, and ability level. Let's analyze this statement. If equality was being honored, then the university would also add male-only hours. It's not equal to give one group of people the right to exclusivity to use a facility without doing the same for others. The next section I found funny was that 
women currently constitute over half of U of T's student body. Over 60% of the University of Toronto is now female. Traditionally, women don't go to university to play sports. They typically go to university to get an education in the last few decades. Before that, many of them would go to university to find husbands. Up until 10 to 20 years ago, having a higher education guaranteed getting a good job. Today, there are no guarantees. So if a woman could find a man to marry in university, then she could easily find herself set for life. Universities also used to be where the wealthy and elite members of society used to finish their education. And there were far more men in university campuses in the past versus today. What I also find amusing is that the gym organizers say that female participation in particular faculty spaces is low during regular hours. Female hours are either 12 to 1 p.m., which is typically lunchtime, or 5 to 6 after most of the day classes have already finished. Not only are men being excluded, but the most convenient times are those between or after classes dedicated to female students. That doesn't sound like equality to me. It sounds more like preferential treatment and discrimination against men. In U of T is the university where feminists are trying to block the creation of men's groups, and where the protests against Dr. Warren Farrell happened last year. To add another insult to men, the Athletic Center also offers women-only strength and conditioning circuit orientation sessions to familiarize participants with the strength training equipment and other types of equipment found at the gym. They get small six-person max classes to train on this type of equipment. It's almost as if they're getting a no-charge personal trainer supported by the tuition of both male and female students. If males are paying the same tuition costs, shouldn't they be entitled to the same service? I guess maybe women feel uncomfortable figuring out how to use the equipment with men being in the same room with them. There are also women-only pool hours at the University of Toronto. Many pools in Toronto have family hours, senior hours, hours for women. Hell, they even have hours for nude swimmers. Where are the hours for men? At least blacks under segregation still had their own public spaces. Under the Western feminist regime, male spaces are being banned outright, even when other groups are being given places of their own. During the swim at U of T, the windows are covered, and only female lifeguards are on duty. And many of the students going to its faculties aren't even Canadian. Canadian men are not only becoming second-class citizens to Canadian women, but also second-class citizens to women from all over the world. And I expect to see more women-only spaces at the campus as well. Toronto's second-largest university, York University, has also implemented women-only hours at its gym as well. Toronto's last major university, Ryerson, hasn't made female-only hours part of its faculty yet. Last week, the Ryerson Student Union argued that women need their own workout times so they don't have to endure societal standards of beauty. That's a quote from the article I put down in the description. Here's another quote from that article from McLean's magazine. I've never even stepped foot in the Ryerson gym, but this still pisses me off. What's next? Women-only library hours? Wrote one commentator on Facebook. We all pay the same amount, so we should all have the same opportunities to use it and all be given the same amount of available time, wrote another one of the people on the social news website, Reddit. 
one woman interviewed for this article had this to say. Megan Anchetta, a fashion design student, supported the women-only gym time because it might help women avoid the pickup artists who frequent the gym. With her comment, she once again makes women look out with this comment, she makes women look like evil victims of male pickup artists. God forbid a woman should have to tell a man that she doesn't want to go on a date and reject him. Now I'm going to get into a little bit of my own personal story. When I used to work out at the weight room in high school, there was an occasional girl that would come in and work out for a few days and pretend to want to get into shape. But in reality, most women in high school lack the commitment to continue working out at the high intensity and frequency that men would work out at. There was one girl that worked out because she was training for a Canadian Olympic gymnastic spot, but she was the only one committed to being there day after day for many months at a time. And she had more muscle tone and definition than I did. She also had no body fat that I could see, and every vein and muscle group was clearly distinguished. The girls that came in for a few days at a time would hog all the machines so I wouldn't be able to finish my entire workout before going back to my afternoon classes. So I started playing games with these girls to get them off the machines. I would lift the entire 350 pound rack for the leg press machine for one set of about 5 to 6 reps. So if a girl was on the leg press machine doing 4 sets of 20 reps, I would have to wait at least five minutes for her to finish and then reset the machine for the higher weight. Instead, I would walk up to the machine and tell her that I'd be willing to press the full weight of the machine and her standing on top of it. Most girls felt special because I could get them to stand on the weight and I would push them up into the air. This allowed me to get on the machine and they probably thought I was giving them attention. Most of these girls were probably just in the weight room to look at the guys and ultimately didn't have an interest in the workouts themselves. Even the girl that was trying out for the gymnastics team lost her muscles just in time for senior year. She started wearing makeup and started going out on dates for the first time in her life. I noticed another side effect. The more I worked out, the worse my grades were in the afternoon. I went to high school on a semester system. You had four classes in the first half of the year and four in the second half and you had four of these classes every single day. One semester I had gym class in the second half of the morning for about an hour, and then I'd work out for another 45 minutes at lunch. That semester my English mark was barely over 50%, or a passing grade. I had English in the afternoon, and after being physically active for two hours, my brain was working incredibly slow, as I had more blood than usual circulating through the rest of my body. I guess that's why they call it muscle head. The following year, I bought a personal gym and started working out at home. This solved the problem of having low grades, as well as the issue of standing around waiting for women to finish using the machines. I think the real reason women don't want to work out with guys is because they can't physically lift as much weight as men. And for some reason, this might make them feel shame. Or perhaps it has something to do with the fact that most serious bodybuilders are more interested in working out than paying attention to the women in the gym. Or maybe it has to do with women being forced to reset the machines after every single time a man uses it. Whatever the reason is, it's sexist to think that women should have their own hours and men shouldn't. When I was in my mid-twenties, I used to go to Gold's Gym. Now it's been turned into a Curves for Women. That's a women's only chain that's popular here in Ontario. 
Another interesting thing that happens when women get their own workout spaces is what happens when they're taken away. A popular downtown gym in Vancouver, Canada, recently decided to eliminate its women-only section. This news is hitting major news outlets. Steve Nash, the most famous Canadian basketball player, is taking his gym co-ed, as he's the owner of this gym, and eliminating the women-only hours. According to the CTV story in the description below, one of the members, Karen Tankard, had this to say, I think this is a case of Fitness World not treating its women members with dignity and respect, said member Karen Tankard. They're taking our money. They really need to be addressing our needs, as well as the needs of other members. They're pitting men against women, and that's not fair to any of us. This isn't only about women only ours. This is about a whole section of the gym that is dedicated to women only all of the time. The gym is located in a gay community. It seems the only reason women are losing their gym is because gay members are probably complaining about it. Gays are being seen as victims in this case, and it's wrong to discriminate against gays in the gay village in Vancouver, even if it means women will lose their rights. That's why I believe it's important for men's rights activists to get gay males onto their side. Gay males are considered victims by society, so it'll be easier to fight for men's rights if it becomes an issue of sexual orientation as well. Today I do a few workouts to strengthen my core muscle groups, but I get most of my workouts during the day by lifting 10 to 20 pound cameras all day, so that helps keep my definition where I want it to be. When it comes to private workout places for women, women are now the privileged class and no longer the victim class, so we need to stop treating them as victims. Men are the victims, losing our rights and freedoms, but not getting access to the services we are paying for at the local gym. Anyways, enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.